One more shout. One more dance. Come on, everybody, clap your hands unto the Lord. One more shout, and the walls of Jericho came down. One more shout, and the day of Pentecost took place. You may be just one shout away from a book of Acts revival. Come on, let's give the Lord one more hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. Give honor today to this great church. A, you could feel the Holy Ghost here so strong. Money can't buy what you feel here. And I'm telling you, outreach was fantastic yesterday. It was over the top. We may not have, have it here yet. Uh, visitors have a hard time coming at 10 a.m., let alone really 9 a.m. So that's all right. The devil put a kink in there, but we're going to get them. They're going to be in the building. Get ready. And you know what? Those services are not for you. They're for them. I want you to think about that. So we're going to have church for them. We've had enough church for us. And you know, the anointing shows up when you have a bunch of guests in the house. It has a reason to show up now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give honor to Pastor, one of my dearest friends, and Bishop, my best friend. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I value our friendship. We have a very, very close friendship. If he's going anywhere, he's going to call me. If I'm going to go anywhere, I call him. Uh, if we're going to go anywhere and take a few days off, I appreciate it so much. and I feel so at home at the, in this church. You may be seated in Jesus' name. If you have that picture, I want to show this. Uh, bring that up. And while they're bringing it up, uh, I was in Chico a couple weeks ago, and this man right here came up to the front. His, his right leg was completely lame and dead. He couldn't walk. He, was, he had a cane. He'd just barely move around. And... He decided to get baptized in Jesus' name. And when he came out of the baptismal tank, he started yelling. He said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And we all rushed up there thinking, what is he talking about? And he said, I can't do the cane anymore. God completely healed his lame leg when we buried him in water in the name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everybody shout the name Jesus. Oh, that's the all-powerful name. Neither is there salvation. Come on, everybody shout the name Jesus again. Jesus, Jesus. Do it about three more times. Jesus. It changes the atmosphere. It changes attitudes. The lame walk, the blind see by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then that's Brother Escadero. And we baptized one more. I don't know if you got on the, have that in there. This man, 49 years of age, same church service. He was sitting in the back. I had no idea. He'd never heard of the Holy Ghost or baptism in Jesus' name. And I kept derailing off my subject and getting on Jesus' name, baptism. He came in the water. He brought his parents 
who are pastors of a church that uh, don't, they don't believe Acts 2.38. Never, they don't believe Holy Ghost. They, in fact, they preach against it. So they had to watch their 49-year-old son get baptized. That's about two weeks ago. And when he came out of the water, he started speaking in an unknown tongue right in front of his parents. Never heard of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Praise God. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Now, if you have your Bibles, John chapter 5, and we're going to have a lot of fun. I want everybody to participate in outreach. We need to just pack this building out with guests. I'm going out today. I'm going to say, hey, where were you? (laughs) Uh, John chapter 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever then first, after the troubling the water, stepped in. By the way, thank God we don't have to do that. Everybody could come to the altar and get healed today. And was a whole, and was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Everybody say 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time. Everybody say a long time. In that case, he saith unto unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled, he, has, he had his excuse to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. And Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Set our Bibles down and let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Everybody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. William James wrote in his journal, who is a professional counselor, despair lames most people. And he wrote, the final expression of an absolute despair would be It has always been so. Therefore, it will always be. They gave up. And in a survey of people with physical pain or uh, mental pain or any kind of pain, 32% said they live in continual pain. And 38% said they live in moderate pain. And 7% said they live in very little pain. 36% said they use prescription drugs 
to control the pain. 48% said they pray for relief of pain. And 11% said they use alcohol to relieve the pain. We find that to be true. But the most startling, shocking statistic would be the final statement of the pain when they did this survey was that 83% said the pain takes the joy out of life, but I'll just live with it. I'll just live with the addiction. I'll just live with the defeat. I'll just go ahead and live with the depression, the drugs, the sickness, the disease, the suicide thoughts, because it's always been this way. Therefore, it will always be this way. And at the pool of Bethesda, there was the blind, the lame, the sick, the alcoholic, the drug addict, the diseased. And they waited for the angel to come down at a certain season. And the first one in, he was healed. But there was one man there for 30 Eight years, he was in the cot. He was lame. He was tormented. He was stuck. He would be a part of the 83% that would say, it has always been this way, so it will always be this way, and I'll just live with it. The devil says, just live with the pain. Just live with the disease. Just live with the sickness and the defeat. Just go ahead and stay in that cot. It will always be this way. But today, God says uh, it's never too late. It's never too dark. It's never too dirty. It's never too hopeless. It's never too big. It's never too much time. I don't care if it's 38 years or 38 months. The blood is greater than your sin. The blood is greater than your chains and shackles. It's greater than your cot and your enemy and your cancer. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. And the blood is against the devil. Are you in chains and shackles today? Are you bound today? Are you defeated and in despair? My God does the impossible. My God does the unthinkable. My God does the unbelievable, the unimaginable. He's the blind eye opener. He's the heart mender. He's the sea walker. He's the chain breaker. With God, all things are possible. It's always been this way, they say, so it will always be this way. That's with man, but my God is more powerful than that. Clap your hands up to the Lord, everybody. Break out of that mindset. Break out of that chain. Break out of that cot today. We're going to have revival. We're going to have deliverance. We're going to talk in tongues. We're going to have an Azuzu Street right here in this building.
Clap your hands, everybody, and shout with a loud voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm the, I refuse to have the same old, same old. I refuse to be in a cot. I refuse to be lame. I refuse to be addicted. God is greater than your problem. Hallelujah. And there's a determination here. There, there's a hunger here. I'm telling you, you could feel it. You don't feel this in very many places. But there is a revival that is going to explode in this place. We're right here in Central California, the land of liberals. But it's going to start right here in the central part of California, a day of Pentecost. So every year, for many, many years, I would go up down the hymn at California and preach a month revival for Brother Black uh, Brookshire. And so, and every time we would go into town, into that town, that city, you just have to go downhill into a valley and it's surrounded with high mountains. And every year you could just feel such a suppressed spirit that you don't feel, it's, it's unusual. You can feel a darkness. And so, I was talking to the pastor a few months ago, and I was talking to him about that. And You know, it's a population of 85,000. Do you know that at one time, Hemet, and I don't know if it still is, it was the witchcraft capital of the United States of America. And it's, the, the crime is 83% greater there than the national average. Car theft is 63% higher than the national average. There's just, it's, it's just, it just jumps on you when you come into town. And then you add to the fact that it is the Church of Scientology headquarters where, and I've, I've driven by that building, where they own 100, they own 520 acres. They have about 50 buildings. They, uh, they have 1,000 inner circle uh, members in that building. It's their headquarters. The workers are paid $50 a day. That's it. And they work 16 to 18 hours a day. And if they, they, they try to escape, they have a big wall around the compound with barbed wire just with cameras everywhere. You can't hardly climb over it. It's like a prison camp. And there's at least an average of 100 people a year that try to climb over those walls and they're successful. Are they successful out of the hundreds and hundreds that try to escape? And so when they do, they're caught because there's only one road that goes in there and one road out, that same road out. And they have cameras. They have security. And when they catch you, you're, you're I mean, you're, you're beat. You're punished. And there's a high, high mountains. You can't climb it. There's no way to climb it. So you're trapped in this compound. And so... The, the mentality is when you get caught and you're brought back, you always say, well, I'll just live with it. It's always been this way. I've been in this compound for decades. I can't escape. I've tried a few times. It's always been this way, so it's always going to be this way. And on one occasion, I was preaching a revival there, and I was preaching about the pool of Bethesda, and I kept pressing 
38 years, 38 years you've been suppressed. 38 years you've been on drugs. 38 years it's been a long time. And finally this lady sitting in the back in the back of the church, she stood up and interrupted me and she said, it has been exactly 38 years since I've been Pentecost church. She, she escaped that compound and she made her way to a Pentecostal altar where she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's never too late. It's never too ugly. It's never too hopeless. It's never too deep. It's never too bad. The devil lies and tells you you've been in this cot a long time but today you're delivered and you're set free by the name of Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's clap our hands, everybody, unto the Lord, and let's shout with a loud voice. Come on, everybody, clap your hands. Hallelujah. 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 I said it's never too late. Too ugly. The devil told you you might as well stay there in your condition. But I'm here to tell you the devil's a liar. You're gonna break through right now. You're gonna break through tonight. This is your hour. That's why God's having me preach this to you. You thought about suicide. You thought about giving up. But God is here to tell you come out of your cot, come out of your rut, come out of your same old, same old. Come on, clap your hands and shout the name Jesus. Shout the name Jesus. Say it about three more times. That name is greater than your problem. It's greater than addiction. It's greater than heroin. It's greater than cocaine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I've been doing, I'm gonna hurry up, but for about six years, I've had foster children living with me. In fact, Pastor Grogan prayed through my little 14-year-old foster daughter. And she used his phone to call me and tell me I got the Holy Ghost. She said, Dad, I got the Holy Ghost tonight in camp. And then she used his phone the second night and said, Dad, I got the Holy Ghost again tonight. <laughs> and then the third night, she used his phone again and said, Dad, I'm just going to tell you, I got the Holy Ghost again tonight. We need to get the Holy Ghost every night. We need to get the Holy Ghost all over again in every service, every altar call, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Get the Holy Ghost all over again. And so... The foster system brought me a child, and I want you to show his picture. Robbie Martinez, he was born to a drug addict mother. She was pregnant, so he was a drug baby. And I got him when he was real young. He watched his mother overdose and die right in front of him when he was three years old. Then they gave Robbie, and I know, I think bishops met Robbie. They gave Robbie to the uncle. And so they came, the authorities came to check on him one day. And they, nobody was only answering the door and they noticed it was unlocked. And they saw Robbie just on the floor, nobody with him, uncle wasn't there. Syringe needles all over around him filled with heroin. 
and he's crawling on the ground. And they pick him up and they find out he was molested by his uncle. They throw him in the prison. And then he was so violently molested when they brought him to me, they had to sew him up. And he couldn't walk. And I had to pick him up. I'd take him upstairs and Bishop's been up there in that bedroom. I'd have to take him upstairs and carry him to bed. And he would lay in bed. And Dr. Gonzalez told me in the foster system, they've never seen worst case. He's had everything against him. Everything. His father was in prison. Never met his father. His father will never get out of prison. And the foster system said, out of all the cases, there's absolutely no hope for Robbie Martinez. No hope at all. And so I, t- I bring him to church. He didn't even know he was in church. He was so out of it. He don't know what the, he didn't know the songs. He just sat there and just stare. Just completely hopeless. No hope at all. The doc can't do anything. I have to take him get his methadone every month because he's a drug baby. If we try to get him off it, he'd shake and scream and cry. He would bash his head against the wall. He tore up my screens, cut them out with scissors. He took the family pictures and cut them up. He would, he lit my house on fire in the middle of the night. We had to go put it out. He would unscrew the sockets and put screwdrivers in there in the middle of the night. We'd have to get an alarm on his door, and he would crawl. And I went up there one day, and I said he had to go to a specialty school in Stockton. A bus came and took him. And so I went up there one day. I said, Robbie, what are you doing with that little hammer right there? And Robbie said, if that man, my uncle, comes in here, he said, I'm going to hit him right in the stomach. He was completely lost. And then one day I went into his room, and he, he was tears in his eyes and he's on the top bunk. I went into his room and I looked at him and Robbie, his, 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 his lips were stammering and his tears were, I've never seen him cry. He couldn't cry. He was just dead to the world, just traumatized. And so I, I saw his lips just stammering. I said, Robbie, what's going on? Your bus is going to be here in 30 minutes to pick you up at 6 a.m. in the morning. He said, Dad, he said, Dad, I got to tell you something. He said, last night, now he didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. He said, last night I had a dream, and in the dream, I just started saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he said, Dad, I started speaking in this unknown tongue. I didn't even know what it was, but I started speaking in this unknown tongue. And he said, I woke up speaking in that unknown tongue. And I'm here to tell you today that Robbie has been baptized in Jesus' name. And he has the Holy Ghost. And when he got the Holy Ghost, it changed his life. He's a normal baby now. He's a normal child because it's never too late. It's never too ugly. It's never too deep. You could be delivered today. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, everybody, unto the Lord. I want the musicians to come up. Let me tell you, Robbie no longer goes to a specialty school. He's normal, getting A's and B's on his report card. He goes to church. He talks in tongues. The system is shocked. Dr. Gonzalez can't believe his eyes, but God is God. God is greater than any hospital doctor. Come on, everybody, stand to their feet, clap your hands, and shout the name Jesus. Come on, everybody, lift their hands up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
if God could heal him and deliver him, he could deliver you today. He could set you free today. And right here in this group, there's people that's given up. There's people that just said, I, I, I fought long enough. But I'm here to tell you today, get out of your cot today. This is your time. This is your hour. God's going to deliver you. If he could deliver Robbie Martinez, he could deliver you. I want everybody make their way up to the front. Everybody. Let's everybody wake, make their way up to the front. Come on, everybody. I want everybody to lift their hands up here. I want everybody to open up, to, up, to, up here. I want you to speak in tongues. I want you to focus on Jesus. It doesn't take a lot. That's it. Come on, receive you the Holy Ghost, Brother Jesse. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, everybody, everybody. That's it, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it, just say That's it, you're close right there. That's it, you're close right there. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. You're delivered today. You're set free today. This is your time right now. You don't have to wait for the troubling of the waters. Right now is your time. That's it. Oh, release it now. You're delivered right now. You're set free right now. Receive the Holy Ghost right now. Take me to that place, Lord, to that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Yes, yes hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wrap me in hallelujah. your arms. Wrap me to that place, Lord. To that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms, wrap me in your arms, wrap me in your arms. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Lay a hand on somebody. Take me to that place, Lord, to that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms, wrap me in your arms, wrap me in your arms. There is a God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Who loves me.
to that place, Lord, to that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Come on, that's it. Talk in tongues for a while. Come on, get drunk on the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Take me to that place, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Take me to that place. Come on, that's it. You're getting out of your cot today. That's it. You're getting out of that rut today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wrap me in your arms. Thank you, Jesus. Take me to that place, Lord. To that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm delivered today, Jesus. You've delivered me today. You set me free today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody want to be baptized today in Jesus' name? Let me just tell you, a couple weeks ago, I saw that lame man walk when he came out of the water. And I saw, I, I saw a man get delivered from drugs. He was on heroin and crack cocaine. And when he got baptized in Jesus' name, he never touched it again. He couldn't. He hated it. Because that's the power of the name of Jesus and baptismal tank. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. We have robes and we have towels. If you want to get baptized, just come on up here. That's it. Come on, keep praying. Come on, does anybody want to be baptized? To that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. That's it. Oh, hallelujah. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Anybody want to get baptized in water? 
In Jesus' name. That's it. Come on up. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The healer, the deliverer. Thank you, Jesus. I could be with you. Thank you, Jesus. You can make me like you. Come on, anybody want to be baptized today? Come on up. We have ropes. We have towels. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Come on and be baptized today. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Yes, that's the Holy Ghost. Yes, that's the power of the Holy Ghost right there. Hallelujah. Take me to that that secret place where I could be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. That's it. That's it, sister. Come on and be baptized today. In the all-powerful name of Jesus. That's it.
Hallelujah. 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 Clap your